Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse Podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to a Syracuse basketball legend and about the basketball offseason. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Andrew Cowie, and our guest today is our great friend and 2003 national champion, Josh Pace. Josh, how are you today? Well, no problem. I'm good. I'm just uh, prepping to do some emails and make a couple calls, but uh, kind of kind of relaxing and uh, working from home just like everybody else with uh, everything that's going on, So, but, but I'm doing good. Yeah, glad to hear, Josh. And I want to get you started on this one. The last time we spoke, you were still in your playing days in the New Zealand Basketball League, where you were a four-time All-Star and the 2007 Most Valuable Player. You've been coaching the past five years, first at Pepperdine, now in New Mexico. How did you get into coaching? Well, I um, I was I always was told, like when I was playing professional basketball, that I will be a good coach by the coaches that I play for, and I got an opportunity to go, to coach at Pepperdine University. In 2015, the coach that I actually uh, coached with, coached up under, I played for him in in New Zealand a few years back before 2015. Had a really good year. Uh, I think we made it to the final four, and I led that league in scoring. And he told me, you know, he had an opportunity for me whenever I decided to stop playing. And then fast forward a few years later, he got he got the head coaching position at Pepperdine University, and um, asked me did I want the position. And I ne- I didn't necessarily want to. Uh, to, to retire then and go into coaching, but I knew eventually at, at some point that this was going to be my route, whether it's men or women's. And um, so I took him on his offer, uh, went to Pepperdine, did four years there. We changed the program. Uh, it took about four years to get that to get that program to 20 wins. It took, took about four years to change that program. And then I came to Western New Mexico University this past year as associate head coach. Josh, what's your favorite part about coaching? And I know you've been coaching women's, but would you ever also transition into men's? Well, just 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 being able to teach everything that I've learned over the over the years and over my uh, professional basketball playing for career, high school, college, um, and even um, my years at Pepperdine. I think uh, you know, with my background and the things that I have done and been able to accomplish to MC and um, my experiences, I think it it goes well for when it comes when it comes to teaching. Um, younger younger student athletes and teaching the game of basketball. I didn't have a preference coming out when it came to coaching men or women, but like I said, the opportunity was at the women, and I've done a decent job, I think, to to uh, to be where I'm at. Josh, talk to me about what you've been doing with your coaching duties during this whole situation with COVID nineteen. Well, well, due to the due to the outbreak, the NCAA has uh, put out a dead period to where you're not allowed to have contact. You're not allowed to go do home visits, and student athletes are not allowed to come to campus and uh, see your school, and we're not allowed to go through the pro- that process with them. So, and that's until April. I want to say April 10th, April 11th, somewhere around that time. So, um, 
with everything that is going on, we still get to call and reach out to student athletes. We get to text, email, do FaceTime if they want to do FaceTime. You know, we get to do those types of things. I'm also making sure that our players are, are home and um, doing everything that they're supposed to do, you know, enjoying their free time. Well, not free time, enjoying their time away from the school. Uh, we've converted to online classes now. So um, the kids, the, the student athletes and the, the kids that go to the college will have their uh, – their own option if they want to come back to school this semester or if they want to just stay home and do online classes. So um, that's what we're doing, just trying to keep everything uh, keep everything moving, but also make sure we're taking the right precautions to keep everybody safe as well. Josh, thanks for that. And please continue to stay safe and healthy. And let's talk a little Syracuse basketball now. The last time we had you on the program, we talked about CJ Fair, who reminded me of you in so many different ways. There's no one quite like you on the current Syracuse basketball roster, but I think spiritually, the closest guy on the roster is Marek Dolajai. Dolajai is so well-respected by his teammates and does a little bit of everything, just like you did. What do you think of that comparison? Absolutely. I mean, uh, from, from watching him play, he does everything on the court. Um, he does everything well. He, he doesn't do one thing great, but he does everything well. He rebounds. Um, he even playmates for the team, and he for such a for such a uh, a big player, got good height on him, good length on him to be able to you know playmate. Um, I think he has a really good assist to turnover ratio for a big man. But you know that that's that's pretty good. Um, good rebounder, good offensive rebounder. Just makes makes plays, and he makes little shots in the lane. So he he's definitely a good guy for this team, and he's going to continue to get better. I mean, um, they they did a good job of. Uh, I think uh, towards the second half of the season, showing that they're very capable of making a run in the tourney. Um, we had a, a, a tough start in the beginning of the year, but um, again, they got some real good chemistry, and you never know what's going to happen in the ACC tournament. And at the end of the day, this part of the year is what's the most important part of the year when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Once you get in, if you're playing really well, um, you know you got good chemistry, um, then you can make a run. And uh, he's done a good job of playing his role within that system. And Josh, we'll get you out of here on this one. What do you think of the team heading into next year? I know there's a little uncertainty with Elijah Hughes coming back, but otherwise all their main contributors return. If he comes back, I think they're in for a great season. Absolutely. And it, I mean, it's not a, it's not unseen that he will come back. I mean, he, he, he has to go through the process for himself and for his family to see where he stands. I mean, I, I was in a similar situation my junior year with my, one of my best friends, my boy, Hakeem Ward. He, uh, he went through the process. Um, you know, felt that he could come back another year, help us, but also help himself, you know, move up higher in the draft and uh, and place himself in a better position, get some more experience, get stronger. So we never know what could happen. But even if he does decide to leave, I mean, we got some good guard, good guard play and everybody else got even more experience. Um, Coach McNamara, you know, Coach Bayhan, everybody over down there, staff, Coach Griff, they do, they, they do a good job recruiting. And um, there's going to be some players that's going to have to come in and help, you know, whether that's freshmen or transfers or whatever they're doing over there, but we got, we will have good guard play and everybody else has gotten better. So, and you know, coach Behan, I actually got a chance to talk to him yesterday about some things that I have going on. I mean, he's going to do his job. He's going to do his job and make sure that team is ready to play. He's getting, he, even with the work that he's put in over all these years, he's, he's still getting better as a coach each year, making his adjusted adjustments and adaptions and adaptations. And he's going to continue to do that. So I'm very confident you know, and next year's team, just like I was, just like I was, would have been very confident to see what this team would have done in the ACC tournament and moving forward into the NCAA tournament. 
Josh, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Again, Syracuse legend and 2003 national champion, Josh Pace. Josh, always appreciate your time. Thanks for coming back on the program. Please continue to stay safe and healthy during this COVID-19 crisis. We'll speak with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome stuff from our friend Josh Pace, a Syracuse legend. And I'm now joined over the phone by another Syracuse legend, the Juice Online senior college basketball analyst and 2003 national champion, Andrew Cowie. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing well. I don't know about legend, Josh, most definitely, but I'll, I, that's a kind word to call me a legend. Josh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And Andrew, I want to get your take on some of the Syracuse basketball offseason news. Three guards announced they were transferring earlier in the month. We already know that Bryson Goodine is going to Providence. Jalen Carey and Howard Washington are also in the transfer portal. Are there parallels to be drawn in the summer between your sophomore and junior year when James Theus and Deshaun Williams both transferred? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my sophomore year is when we missed out on the NCAA tournament. You know, we got off to a pretty hot start, but then things really deteriorated uh in the middle to late in the season and we just missed out and, and that resulted in you know James Theus transferring uh Sean Williams and so you know I think back then the transfer wasn't as prominent or you wouldn't get as, as many transfers because of there wasn't a portal back then and I think now having the transfer portal is kind of a game changer and makes it a little bit more easier for not only kids to transfer, but also for coaches and programs to see, all right, who's available, who can I reach out to, and so forth. And so, you know, it's not surprising given, you know, playing time that we saw from them and then the year before with uh, Carey. And it's just, I think, I think it's just a new dynamic in college basketball. You know, I think in my situation, uh, when it happened with James Diaz and Deshaun Williams, we had, you know, we had Jerry coming in, we had Josh Pace, who at the time was a freshman and, you know, had limited playing time, but you knew he was going to get more playing time. So we we had the depth and people coming in. And I think that's what we're going to have to see for uh, next year is we know who we have in, in terms of, you know, Bayheim and, and the rest of the players in, in terms of they can play that role, that starting position. It's, it's who's coming in. Are, are we going to get a few more transfers coming in as well? Or, and I think that will kind of, determine how how the season plays out next year um, because it's all about refilling. If we, we lose a couple of players, that's, that's part of the process, but who do we have coming in to kind of replace that and maybe be an upgrade? Now, another piece of news that came out was Elijah Hughes declared for the NBA draft, but left open the possibility that he was returning to Syracuse. I think one of the similar situations from your playing career is when Hakeem Warwick, between his junior and senior season, flirted with the NBA draft. He obviously came back helped Syracuse basketball, and helped his draft stock. He was a first-round pick. So where do you stand on Hughes? Do you see him staying or do you see him going? You know, it, it's interesting. I, I think I think when he declared, he's, he left the door open, right? So that's part of the process, and I think it's a great process to say, hey, you know what, let me see where I stack up to the rest of the field, and if it's not going in my direction, I can, I can come back and get ready for my senior year. And it also gets him – He's focused, you know, he's focusing on basketball. He's uh, focusing on workouts and trainings and individual work to get better. So if if he gets the reports from the NBA scouts and NBA teams that maybe he's a late first round or second round and he doesn't like that situation, great. It's in our benefit because he's spending the whole summer working out on his individual skills. 
Um, you know, with ha- Hakeem, I re- you know, being his roommate in college along with Josh Pace, I remember that process a lot. You know, we were, I would be in his room looking at, you know, pamphlets he was getting from agents and, and he, it was a tough decision for him because, you know, coming off a good sophomore year, winning national championship, then another good year as a junior making the sweet 16. And I think he felt, um, that his senior year, he could be a dynamic, you know, first team, possible first team All American, Big East Player of the Year, and so forth. And he knew he was good, he was really going to be the guy in terms of scoring, um, you know, a lot of plays going through him. So while his senior year in the tournament ended, you know, abruptly with the Vermont loss, and I think, you know, he was thinking that we, they had a Final Four team, which they did. And, and sometimes you just get those unique shocks in the tournament that, that's unfortunate. But I think that whole year, you know, everything kind of ran through him his senior year, and that's why, you know, he became a projected lottery pick uh, for the Jazz. So I think with Hughes, in my opinion, I think it it would be great if he came back just because I think, again, he's going to be the star of the team. He's going to be the go-to scorer. You're gonna. Everyone's gonna improve with both freshmen. Are gonna. You, you always see a big jump in improvement from your freshman to sophomore year. I think in college basketball because you 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 know the grind. You know the daily uh, struggles. You know um, just the the strength of of uh, players opposing. So I I think it, it would be great for him. And and if the team performs well, that's only gonna help his draft status. I think another thing unique thing is that it's gonna be interesting those people declare early, how do workouts really work? Like what with the whole unfortunate, uh, you know, coronavirus going around, how, you know, how are you able to kind of show your talent during that time frame? So um, that's something that it could be a struggle for him given um, just what's going on in the country. And so it might just be best for him to, again, come back to Syracuse. You know, uh, you're going to be that lead scorer and that go-to guy. And if you get a good tournament run, you know, that only, only helps your draft status. Andrew, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. You know, my closing thoughts, you know, right now we're in a unique time in our country and obviously, you know, uh, a vast majority of the country has to stay at home and, and it can be difficult and, and especially with no March Madness, but, you know, March, one of the greatest months, uh, I think for both of us. And so I would just continue to look at Instagram. I think Cuse, uh, basketball, men's basketball has a great Insta- Instagram page where they're showing highlights of, great tournament games from 2003 to the John Wallace days to the DC days to scoop. Um, and it's really cool to see some of those highlights. And, and I would just suggest fans not only check it out, but also leave comments and send notes to them Say, Hey, keep, keep posting more of these uh, videos. I think we also get a cool uh, perspective because they, the videos they post, you get to hear Matt Parks um, kind of, uh, talking about the game in, instead of the TV analysis. And I think most of us probably had watched those games on TV. So now you get the radio call, which is kind of cool. So um, make sure you just leave comments and, and send messages messages to Q's, uh basketball because I'm sure uh, they got a lot more uh, games in the can that they can, bring, they can bring on the page. Andrew, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse forward Matt Moyer, who announced earlier in the week that he's transferring for a second time. This time he's going to play for George Washington. Moyer, a former top 100 recruit and Connecticut player of the year, never quite lived up to his potential. In his junior season at Vanderbilt, he averaged just 2.0 points and 2.2 rebounds in 12.2 minutes per game. Good luck to Moyer on his final collegiate stop. I just hope he gets a chance to break out in his senior year. 
That's it for us for Andrew Cowie. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I follow sports because I love to get really angry about things I have no control over. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.